Hello! Hi! Welcome to the new episode of the Buns of Steel podcast this week. I My name is Jenna Brady. Genevieve Brady. Hello. Are we pointing our toes this week? Are you using your flexi stretchers and stretch bands to get your middle splits? Are you making sure your shoulders are down? Are, is your chin up? Make sure that chin's up, okay? Yeah, for next time. How's everybody doing? How are we doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing fine. Um, this is the most normal I've felt in months. Um, and it feels really good to feel just normal. Um, I already did my flexi stretcher exercises today, so I'm not going to be torturing you with that awful groaning sound that I make when I sit too far in it and I have to get out. I already did this today. So now I'm just sitting on my bed, chilling, chilling. Um, yes, being normal. I'm feeling very um, happy and very purposeful um, lately. And I have a bunch of things I want to talk about with that. So um, this week, of course, I'm in rehearsals for Ariel Dan Chicago, and um, I was telling you guys that I am having rough times with this solo. It is so fun. It's such a fun solo. It is so hard, but really fun. I mean, come on. You're like in the air, upside down, falling to the ground with control, of course. <sighs> Excuse me. I just burped. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh and i'm we're just building strength quickly um week to week and for the first two weeks i would say it was just kind of a pure struggle but i still felt that thing in my heart that was like this is still what you want to do like this is still fulfilling you this is still making you happy which is all i want to hear which is all i want um to come from dance um anything that doesn't serve me anymore anything that i don't feel challenged or can benefit me i just say goodbye to that bye friends see ya um and then this past week we're running our solos and of course now we're we're having to build up the stamina because we may, in this little outdoor informal performance, we might have to run through the solos twice. So, of course, not back to back, but um, there's four of us or five of us in the company. And so, like, let's say, like, I went first, me, and then the f- four other dancers would go, and then I would go again, and the four other dancers would go. So, you would stay in the order. Um, so, I was, like, ready. I was, like, oh, my gosh, okay, like, twice, r- twice run through – um, it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. As long as I, I found out that as long as I kind of sit down and I'm stretching my forearms and just kind of calming my heart rate, uh, drinking water, eating a little something in between, I am like com- almost completely rejuvenated. Of course, I'm exhausted from, you know, the rest of the rehearsals, the rest of the rehearsal time, like maybe like that day or like even what I did that morning. So I'll go to core power. I'll run. Um, you just have to, I just have to find time to really like bring it back to just kind of a resting and then still warm and then go back up. And so this week I found myself thinking less and less about the steps and the, the choreography 
and more about, you know, how I can exhibit more feeling and how I can show that I'm really dancing from my heart and really dancing from a place of compassion and passion (laughs) and just the, the separation from the stage for months, um, which is not normal normally, like not normal normally. It is not normal for a company to not perform for like eight months. Maybe not eight months. It hasn't been eight months. We performed. No, maybe it has been. Yeah, because our last performance was December. Okay, I'm really thinking about this. We didn't perform. I, I, I did a solo for my studio in March, like late March or mid-March. Yeah, mid-March. And that was the last time I was on stage. So if I didn't do that, it would have been, yeah, it would have been probably December. Whoa. Okay. So it's been a while. Um, And so I was, I I found myself just kind of transitioning from like, holy crap, this is really, really difficult to, yes, this is difficult, but I know that I can get through it because I've gotten through it before. What, how can I make this feel like dancing? How can I make this look like dancing? And better yet, how can it feel really good to me? And I found myself like in parts that I could, of course, like closing my eyes when I was in the air and like really feeling certain sensations and really feeling, um, you know, where I was in that moment and feeling the music out and just trying to no, I wasn't even trying. It just kind of happened. And then after that one run, um, I think it was Wednesday, I came down, we got notes. And in my head, I was like, that felt really good. That felt really good. I finally, finally, it feels good. Again, like, it feels like just dancing. It feels like dancing. It feels like I'm, it feels like Ariel is like an extension of my technique instead of like a separate component to something that I can do. Like, no, I am a dancer and I feel like I'm an Ariel dancer. Final, after like weeks. Oh, so that's been really, really good, I think. Um, That's been a really positive change. Um, It always happens really quickly in the beginning. Like, I'll build strength really, really quickly and then I'll try my hardest to not plateau and just keep going but sometimes a plateau happens and that's okay um a pandemic isn't normal so things are going to be a little weird for a little bit a little while um but if, if like I just I needed to share that because um on that Wednesday I come off of such a high and it felt so good and then when we came back to rehearsal on Friday um it, I was like okay I'm gonna find that feeling again um if I don't that's okay but that's now the new goal like I really want to be able to find that zen still working really really hard and I almost threw up after the second run but that's okay um that calming feeling when once you're up in the air um and I did and it was better so I'm just excited. I'm just excited to just keep building. I'm really motivated to keep building on top of it. Um, I think a lot of times in my early, early training, um, and I don't know if anyone could really relate to this, but I can, I mean, obviously I'm going to say it, so I'm, I can relate to it, but this is 
kind of the thing where that was like my my downfall in college. So in my training, you know, we would have guest choreographers come and everything would be really fresh in our minds. All the counts, all the choreography, the intent. You'd be really excited about the new piece, blah, 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 right? And then that person then leaves because they were only setting the piece for the hour and or not the hour, but the weekend. And then they leave and then it's your job to continue to work on the piece, keep it going, keep it dancing and keep it improving. Oh my God, I missed a giant spot on my legs when I was shaving. How is that even possible? Oh my God, I'm like a hairy mammoth just in this one spot on my calf. Okay, sweet. Um, Anyways, (laughs) anyways, um, Okay, so when the choreographer left, I felt I felt like the quality of the work that I was doing was just slowly going downhill because, I don't know, maybe like you're used to the piece, um, you're used to the idea of it at least. Um, it's kind of faded to normal in your mind as a student and um, you're not detail-oriented yet. Like, so you don't, you don't retain those same details that now I would, of course, because that's my job. Um, and so sometimes I try to bring that into light when I'm teaching that like that like I know that's what happens. Like I know that's what happens when kids learn pieces. It's like, okay, especially like if it's comp- for competition or for just like a year-long performance in like you, you have in your rep that year, um, to just keep keep it going up like keep the keep the quality of it going up and as long as you keep thinking about that a little bit every time you do it then it happens and it never it might become a little bit stale or might you might get used to it your body might get used to it but it's at least you're never doing it the exact same way every single time right like and that and that comes into play when you're doing pieces for years on end um which I haven't really ran into yet because in Ariel, I've only been in Ariel since 2018. So we're just starting to, I hate to say the word recycle because it sounds like, um, like, oh, we're just going to like, it just sounds like an easier way to put out, put out a piece instead of just creating a new one. But you know, like when a piece is really successful or when it looks really good and like, let's say those very same dancers that learned it, in the beginning are still in the company now they're older and wiser and better you can put the same piece out again and it might even get a better reaction um so it's like it's like upcycling or repeating or it's like a reprise of the dance um but i haven't really i've ran into that a little bit which has been really cool because now everything's not like new new um i feel like i have a little bit of history so i'm like okay like i know this piece now (laughs) that's like really cool or i can I've learned it and now I can kind of relearn it and it won't be that big of an issue because I was there when I, when we first learned it or, or I was there when we learned it the first time and now I can recall that and just brush up kind of thing. Um, so that's been, that's kind of exciting, but I kind of forget where I was going with that. Cool. Oh, with the with the pieces getting stale. Yeah. So with these kids, I'm like making sure or I'm not making sure, but I'm kind of putting into their into their minds that I feel that like I feel that the piece is like 
actually as good as it's going to get maybe when the choreographer is there in the very first weekend that you know it and then it kind of goes downhill for some reason because i know it i know i grew up there i knew i know what's going on um maybe and honestly maybe that was just me because i didn't really realize my dream of becoming a professional dancer until i was in sixth grade so um and even then i was not a very detail-oriented kid um so maybe maybe that quite literally could be just me but it's good to say it's good to say because even the kids that are are um detail oriented they can feel like okay there's more to build on from this and if you can be like the most detailed and keep it calm and collected and be detailed that is that's the dream um at least for a teacher and uh, honestly for a dancer so um that's been that's been good just to like keep that refreshment keep that newness and keep finding the dancing especially when I'm like getting back into shape like that's the most important thing um so yeah it's really that things are things are picking up things are really good um I'm feeling a little bit like I need to put more um publicity into this podcast and I'm excited to share that I have a really awesome like health professional coming on. I'm not going to give too much information because it's not solidified yet, but um, I am on her profile a lot. I've learned a couple of things. And actually, there's some things that I've learned that I've that I've taken into consideration in my own dancing in order to like get through the day or like get through a really tough class, especially like in college um, and now, but like more so in college when things were really rough. Um that she puts into really concise terms that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like already doing this. I'm already um, feeling like I never consciously put these things into a list, but um, this list of 10 things is something that I've been doing for years um, on and off, like not all at the same time, but you know, whatever. And it's helped me improve my mental health in dance. Um, and I'm really excited. I'm going to probably DM her during this week and just kind of get a feel for what she, where she's at. And um, I was very complimentary of her. She's like, she's great. So um, I'm really excited for that. But I just want more people to have the com- – like listen to the conversations that I'm having um, and not to be like, oh, like my conversations are just like so good and, and nothing can compare. Like, no. But – I feel really excited about, about, you know, the people that I have on this podcast and the the things that I learn. And these are people that I already know. So I I don't know. Imagine people that, and I listen to other dance podcasts from people that I don't know. And I'm like, wow, these are really great conversations. Um, Why aren't more people talking about this? So I don't know if you guys ever are in a conversation about podcasts or dance or entertainment please drop this podcast. Um, That'd be greatly appreciated. I think a lot of people would love it and people are loving it. I mean, I get DMs and texts all the time like, hey, I listened to your podcast in the shower. Hey, I listened to your podcast when when I'm doing long drives because, you know, it takes up an hour of my drive. And I'm like, that's that's amazing. That's all I really want. And especially for students to be listening I think that's really good too. So I follow a lot of um, 
Studios. And um, I'm like, can you please share this? I mean, it's just good information. Okay. I don't know. I'm just like spewing pure information here. Um, and to be honest, it's going to supplement their dancing. Um, and I'm te- going to be teaching them things that you wish you had time to teach your your kids because honestly, there was a big thing. I think I talked about this maybe before about like being upset at your studio for like not teaching you dance history or not teaching you like blah, 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 like everything that you need to know. And that's just not the studio's job. Like you wish you could teach your students like everything that you learned in college or everything that you know now. But they also have to learn all of the basics. They have to learn how to change lines and skip on the count and like do all of that stuff. So you can't skip any of that um, to teach them like, you know, who Marie Taglioni is. So I don't know. It's just like any, any extra supplemental dance information that kids can absorb in like kind of like a upbeat manner. And I'm really not trying to toot my own horn, but I always felt like, like when I was watching YouTube dances on, um, my free time and like, I'm like, that's supplementing my dance training. And also Instagram supplements my dance training because you just, you're just seeing new things and new ways of doing things all the time. Um, so please share this podcast. I would really appreciate it. It's been growing a lot lately. Um, I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of it. Okay? Yeah. Well, anyways, I took a little bit of a break from what I just said. (laughs) I paused the recording and then I went off and did something else. I called my dad and whatever. And now I'm back. And there's kind of a whirlwind of things that I want to talk about. But I don't know, I don't know what fits best. So let's just, let's just start, ooh, this is a good one. Let's just start with like going back to being super patient with your training and with, you know, jumping back into something um, very physically demanding. Um, Like, okay, for example, I just went, I went on a seven mile run today and I feel really good about it. Ugh. Um feels really good to like be running again. But it took I couldn't just go off and do a seven mile run and like right off of not running and expect for good things to happen. Like no, the, the good things are not gonna happen if I'm just running and running myself into the ground every single day. So that's why I have like a little scheduler that schedules runs for me with a goal of doing a 10K. So and eventually I want to do like a half marathon and very eventually in years, maybe a full marathon, which would be cool. Um, and and I, the th- important thing to note here is that I am not a runner and maybe if you were to look at my my running schedule, you'd say, okay, Jenna, you do three to four runs a week consistently, like you're a runner. What's the what's the deal? Like, but maybe I am. But do I like it? Not really. Um, I like how you can 
really sculpt your body a certain way. I like how you can kind of burn up a lot of calories in one setting. Um, and I like the feeling of the high afterward. But during, there's like a very specific pace that I have to hit to feel like I'm really like hitting the ground and really feeling like I'm going somewhere. Because <laughs> I'll get in this weird, really weird habit of like, oh, I, th- I feel like I'm running. And then I'm like not really like pushing through the ground and I'm not really propelling myself forward. So I'm just doing a lot of work, but not work that actually matters that to propel myself forward. Um, so getting back into it and remembering like, you know, what I know about running and what I know about pacing and all of that, I'm like, okay, like now three to four weeks in, we're seeing a trend three to four weeks in, I feel really good and good enough and I don't feel dead right now after running seven miles. Um, mind you, I did not run the whole thing. After after about every mile, mile and a half, I'll take a little bit of a break. And I took a big break in the middle of the run. So I really probably only ran like six miles in total. Um, but still, I was out there for seven miles. I brought my body there and back for seven miles. So we're going to count that. Same thing goes for jumping and dancing. So I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you feel like your body cannot handle Grand Allegro, Petit Allegro, um, Grand or uh, Adagio right now, because ABC, like your quads are shaking, your, excuse me, um, your calves are about to give out like you're like there's physical signs or even emotional signs that you're just like I'm so I cannot push through this then do not don't don't do it um for example we had Mike's ballet class um you guys know Mike by now um last Friday and I try not to quit anything um I'm like okay it's but it's three we're three to four weeks in now we've been doing his class in the studio so more full out than at home for three to four weeks now and okay, like I should be able to do every single thing he throws at us, but that's not the case. Like the it, the progress doesn't have to be linear, uh, and of course it's not going to be linear in any way, shape, or form. So um, this might seem really, really small, but it weighed on me for a little bit in class when we do these, and I feel an unreasonable amount of. <laughs> low-key pain and hatred toward this part of class where we do these bridges and Mike if you're listening I'm so sorry he knows he knows I don't like the bridges um but we do these bridges and he we he counts down from 10 like three or four different times thinking about different things during those 10 seconds um and I and we do it twice so I get through the first one I just got a text Oh, I, I get through the first one kind of fine. I'm like, oh, my God, I hate that. And then he'll and then I'll always forget that there's two. Always I'll forget. N- never have I remembered that there's two. So then he'll say, all right, you know, come up for the second one. And I'm like, oh, I put so much energy and effort into that first first one. I don't know if I can make it through. And you know what? The arms started shaking. I felt really weak. I felt like I I felt like I couldn't push through. So I didn't. Okay, I came down halfway through the second one. And you know what? 
I made it up in my mind in in other ways. I felt like, you know what, this bridge right now is not going to make or break my my class today or my rehearsal today. Um, it's just going to maybe bruise my ego a little bit. So I'm just going to come down because that's what the body needs. Okay. After a full week of class and rehearsal, that's what the body needs. So I come down and it's really just good to listen to the, listen to your body like that. I'm listening to my body a lot more lately in like aerial and in rehearsals and stuff. Um, creating more of like a mind body connection. Oh, Oh my God, this is the thing I wanted to talk about. Okay, buckle up, everybody. So I went to class on Thursday. I went to Joseph Hernandez's class. He was a Western graduate, um, from fun fact. And so I've been watching myself in videos lately, just kind of hating on no particular thing. Just, just kind of hating you know, the way I hold my shoulders, the way I spot my head, like just kind of really like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It starts with a V. Um, I'll think of it. Just things that you can't really put your, it's like the quality of the thing. So it's not like, oh, she, like I'm spotting my head too slow or like, I'm spotting my head in a really unclean, untechnical way. It's like the wit, the the quality of which I'm doing it, I don't like. But I was looking at other people in the class because I was I watched the video because Joseph um, took a video of us and I was like, oh, I'll get the video and I'll watch myself dance and learn something. And something really hit me um, about like movement quality, and that's been something I've been wanting to cultivate lately. Um, I've talked about this before. Movement quality and how I want to create my own and be like recognizable on stage or in class and have like a very specific way that I do things. Um, And I think I think I'm on my way to that that because I'm a very specific picky person. Um, So I only like certain things. I only have to do things certain ways. And so this just kind of makes sense for me to have a specific movement quality too. Like having something that looks super general, I don't think makes very much sense for my personality type, if you know what I mean. So I'm watching myself dance and I'm like, I'm like, okay, like I look really strong. Okay. Like I look really confident, which is a good thing. Um, And then I was like, whoa, maybe. The thing that I don't like or the thing that I'm not in love with when I'm watching myself dance is my own specific movement quality emerging. And I need to embrace that and like sculpt it into something that I that I feel good doing and that I feel good looking at. Um, And then once I looked at it in that in that way everything changed. Like the whole video for me changed. I was like, oh, this is like the way I do it. This is like the way I choose to spot my head or like this is the way I choose to roll on the floor and do this one little beginning thing and do like this little shoulder shoulder. Like this is how I, this is how I, this is what I've been wanting <laughs> for lots of time, for lots of years. Um, 
a specific recognizable movement quality. And it's like it's it's uni- as unique as watching somebody walk down the street or like no one knowing someone else's walk. Like, you know, your best friend's walk or your boyfriend's walk or even your grandpa or your mom. <sighs> Yawning a lot today. I'm sorry. Or your dad's walk, you know. And like, you can't really help it. And then, you know, I can look at someone's walk and know who they are. Like if they were to walk across like a silhouetted light and um, it's just their the outline of their body, I would be able to tell, oh, that's so-and-so. I can just tell by their walk. It's it's that specific. So, and maybe you're, you're not necessarily choosing the way though that you walk. You are different than me. Um, so you're going to walk different than I do. And so when I'm dancing, like I need to really embrace and explore new ways, of course, like not just kind of like keep tunnel vision, like keep kind of scrolling down and down and down into just the way I like to do things. Obviously, I'm never going to do that. I always want to challenge myself into new and interesting ways of moving. Um, But to look at those, to look at videos and be like, that's the way I do it. That's the way I move and not comparing myself to others that I'm like, well, that's the only way you can do it. That's especially the teacher. Oh, the teacher. Because the teacher is obviously gorgeous and they do their own style beautifully and it's their style. So they should. And it's like, okay, how do I look like them? No. Maybe you take little bits and pieces of what they do. So maybe you really like the way that he or she um, goes down to the floor and it's just so buttery and smooth. I can say I can make my descent to the floor buttery and smooth too. And that's going to really help me in this combination, ABC, whatever. That's a good way to look at it. A bad way of looking at, um, maybe I shouldn't say bad, but maybe a little bit of an unhealthier way of thinking about comparing yourself as like, oh, well, this person, his legs are so long. Like, like I really need longer legs. It's like, well, Becky, you can't, you can't just get longer legs. Okay. Unless you're going to wear heels to class, to contemporary class, which I know you're not. Um, that's an unattainable goal. Maybe don't set that goal for yourself. You're not going to like, and, and you're, you're not going to, you're not going to like love every single thing that they do either. Just that they have long legs. I don't know. You just need to embrace your own. Like if you, Becky, if you had short stubby legs, okay, fine. Wishing that you had longer legs isn't going to make your stubby legs do anything for you. Like you need to learn, learn what, what you can do. Maybe you have really long arms. Maybe your neck is really long. Maybe, maybe you have really like amazing eye contact and you have, um, that kind of face that can put little to no effort into their, into your facial expressions and that, like, that's really, good because then it looks like you're just effortlessly moving through the space and it's not really like a put on performance something that I do not particularly have I don't think um like looking at your own specific like oh like what's different about my body okay I go first my body is painfully average I'm 5'4 um I do not have long legs I do not have short legs I don't have long arms or short arms. I don't have a long neck or short neck. I don't have a big head or a small head. It's just all very average. So I'll just proportionate to me, which is good, which is good. That means my lines aren't terrible, but that means that I can be compact and I can be strong and feminine and 
I can be um, quick or slow or flowy and have like no punctuation and just kind of flow, flow, flow. Or I can, you know, there's so many different ways. And I particularly, I like to move in a more feminine manner and I really like long legs. So I'm like, all right, well, knowing that about myself, um, if the, if the choreographer allows it or if, if they leave the room to, if they leave room for me to do that, I, that's what I'll do. Um, and just, I don't know, just kind of embracing. And I just wanted to say that this week in class was the first week where I was like, where I was like, I shouldn't, why am I hating on these like arbitrary? That's the word I was thinking about before. Not, not, it doesn't start with a V, it starts with an A. Those like arbitrary qualities that I can't really pinpoint that I'm not really in love with. Um, that's my movement quality. And I'm going to, now that I know that it's there, I can cultivate it and make it something different or keep it or, you know, make it the way I want to make it and have it not be so, not have it not be like a war against, against this movement quality that it's just me. It's just the way that I choose to do things. And in the moment, I'm choosing to do things the way I do them because that's the way I like to do them. And if I'm taking class and that's the way I want to do it, that's, that's, that's the way I'm going to do it. It's kind of hard to explain movement quality without without having the video present or without having prior knowledge of what movement quality is. Um, and also if you're a student, like let's say if, like you're younger, you're younger than maybe like 14 years old, your, your movement quality hasn't even come in yet, hasn't even moved in yet. Um, but a good movement quality always comes from a from good technique foundation. So keep working on that technique. Um, yeah. Wow. That's, that's really what I wanted to talk about this week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Bunch of Steel podcast. This episode was, you know, jam packed and kind of shorter because I need help with time management. So I'll make them longer. Don't worry. Um, just, this is what I could do this week and I am pretty proud of it. So, um, thank you so much again for listening. Please share with your friends at Buns of Steel podcast on um, Instagram at Jenna Brady on Instagram. And I'd love to hear your input and your experiences and keep DMing me. I freaking love it. Um, yeah. And thank you so much for all the love and support. Please share, please share, please share, please share, please share. All right, everybody. Bye. See you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.